0: Well, happy December, everybody. Um, It's been December for a while, but it's been a while since I've hopped on here, so it's good to talk to all of you. Um, Last time we talked about my acupuncture experience, which was great, and I just went to acupuncture again on Saturday, actually, and it was even better. I had um, a minor panic attack while it was happening, actually, when when she was putting the needles in the front side of my body. I had her take off my mask for a second, which I felt horrible about, because I thought I was going to, like, pass out or something. I don't know if it was just because I was, hadn't been there in a while, so I was, like, I forgot what it felt like, and it made me freak out, because I really don't like needles, even though I did like acupuncture. So, um, but it was great. After that, I was completely fine, and then I flipped over, and I fell asleep when she put the needles in my back. So, it was great. It was wonderful. I'm gonna keep going. Hopefully, my mind doesn't make me freak out again. but um, anyway, jumping onto to a different topic that's been on my mind lately, um I think it's time that I shared my experience um and it's probably not an experience that's unique to me by any means, um but an experience that I think nonetheless has been made worse by this pandemic um I have not been formally diagnosed with anything, um, regarding this that I'm about to talk about, not been to a doctor that said, like, yep, uh, this is what I think is going on or anything, this is just me being aware of other people that have struggled and, you know, reading and seeing and, um, just being aware of my own behavior and knowing that it's unhealthy, um, so I believe that I have an eating disorder um that comes in the form of anorexic tendencies so and this has been for a very long time since I was younger um probably when I was about eight years old um my parents had a conversation with me regarding my body weight and I by no means blame my parents in any way for my eating disorder. I want to make that very clear. My parents were always very supportive and very kind and very loving. Um, this was at a time where children dying and suffering from heart disease because of obesity was a really big thing and it really scared my parents and I was definitely at an unhealthy weight and trending toward that weight, so they really just had a conversation where they're like, "Hey, like we're going to try and eat a little better. We're going to exercise a little more." Um, it was by no means punitive towards me or body shaming towards me. It was truly my parents trying to make sure that I was okay, uh, physically, and that I didn't end up on that trajectory, um, which I'm, I am very grateful for to this day that they did that with me, because I would probably have gone a much different way in my life. Um, but with that being said, uh, when I was eight years old, they had this conversation with me, so pretty much from then on, I've never thought about eating things without thinking about what it's going to do to my body. And I specifically remember a time when we were younger and my parents had people over and all these other kids were over and they were, I forget, I think it was popcorn. They were eating popcorn and I remember specifically in my head being like, oh, you can't have popcorn, otherwise you're going to get fat and really that was the start of this pattern in my head where i just told myself no so much so like i would and i'm pretty sure my parents didn't know any of this when i was young, like how much i was restricting myself like i would um eat like a yo-play yogurt in my lunch and pretty much have that be it um which obviously is not enough to do anything for my body <laughs> Um, especially while you're in school, when you need, like, energy and calories to get through your day. Um, I didn't have, obviously, I didn't go to a gym when I was younger or anything, and I didn't really have exercise equipment, so I remember begging my parents for a treadmill for Christmas one year. Um, and in the meantime, I would literally just go down to my basement and run laps around my basement to do my exercise. Um... So, like, when I was younger, it was more stuff like that where it was just, like, I would eat less probably than I should have. I would exercise a lot. And, like, I did lose 10 pounds when I was, like, 10-ish years old, I think, 10 to 12 years old. um, And it was necessary. I want to make that very clear. Like, I, I was overweight and it was necessary for me to do that to be healthier. um, But that was really the beginning of my unhealthy behavior. And I'm not saying that, like trying to lose weight as a child or as anybody is unhealthy i'm just saying that um when i was in high school i really developed an unhealthy way of doing it which you know i sympathize with anyone who struggles with an eating disorder because sometimes you just don't even like sometimes you sit there and you know what you're doing is bad for you and that it's probably not the right way to be doing it but like in your mind, like the ends justifies the means, so if it makes me skinnier and it makes me lose that extra pound this week, then that's okay um and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, but anyway, so fast forward to high school, you know, I'm still thinking about everything I'm eating, still exercising, so I did end up getting a treadmill eventually, so like I would try to run on the treadmill every day, and uh you know, I would eat not as much as I probably should have been eating, but You know, I would stick to those diet foods or foods that are supposed to help you lose weight. Like like some 40-year-old mom who does that, who eats nothing but cottage cheese um, and yogurt. And uh, I definitely did eat cottage cheese a lot because I was told that that was a uh, weight-controlling food uh, that was good for you you could eat a lot of it for little calories, um, really just, like, very aware of the things that, like, diet trends, um, you know, during that time, it was, like, oh, like, fat is bad, you don't want fat, so, like, low-fat or zero-fat yogurt was really good for you, even though it was, like, chock-full of sugar, which is something we know now, but not something that they really paid attention to back then, so, like, it wasn't even really that I was eating healthy, it was, like, I was just fixating on the one thing, which was calories, so, like, I was like, oh, one yogurt has 100 calories, like, that's not very much, so that's good for me, um, and there's no fat, so, like, that's all well and good, except it had, like, 30 grams of sugar, which everybody knows is not good for you, um... And I really just, um, there was a point I remember where I really started noticing how unhealthy my mindset was, um, so I'm someone who really likes sweets, I really like eating, um, and I, I'm i very bad at controlling how much I eat, like, if something good is in front of me, like, I'm very bad at controlling how much I eat, Which is something that really kind of fucks with your head when you have, like, an eating disorder. Because, you know, that lack of control is something that really kind of drives your behavior. So, when I was in high school and, like, holidays would come around, um, if I felt like I could reward myself maybe for, like, losing a pound that week or doing whatever... I would, like, binge eat whatever that week. So, like, every Friday was a weigh-in day. And I would weigh myself in the morning, naked, like, after just having gone to the bathroom. Like, I did all the things to make sure that I was at my lowest possible weight before I looked at the number on the scale. Because my happiness was tied to that number on the scale. And, um... Yeah, I forget where I was going with this, sorry, I'm just kind of talking, um, because it's been on my mind lately, but, um, so I would weigh myself every morning, and then I would be like, okay, it's Friday, I weighed myself, I did my job this week, I lost half a pound, or a pound, or three quarters of a pound, or whatever, so I would, like, pack something, like, a ho-ho in my lunch, or I would come home and eat, like, half a bag of potato chips dipped in sour cream before dinner, and then when we went out to dinner, I would get, like, a cheeseburger with fries, and, like, I would just eat all this stuff that I told myself all week that I couldn't have, and it was especially bad on, like, holidays, so, like, for Christmas, we would, like, go to my grandma's house, and there would be appetizers sitting out, and, like, uh, you know, dips and chocolates, and I would just eat all of it I would eat so much of it even before like the actual meal and it was just my way of being like yep you deserve this you here's your reward for being so good and it was just so so unhealthy and so like bad for my head like I would sit there and restrict myself all week and be like you can't even have um popcorn because uh, you might gain weight and I would sit there and restrict all my calories during the week to the point where sometimes I even like got headaches and felt sick and then when like the weekend would come up or when I like felt like I quote-unquote deserved it in my head I would just I would binge and I would eat so much but um I never got to the point where I would like make myself throw up at all which I'm thankful for because I know that that's something that people with other eating disorders really struggle with, and I, um, you know, I'm not, like, saying, like, one is worse than the other, I'm just saying that the behavior, um, with any eating disorder is something that we feel bad about, but it's almost as if we keep continuing to make the choice, because, like I said, if you're skinny, then it's fine, if you lose weight, then it's fine, and that's very much the mindset that I was in, um, and kind of going off that holiday binge eating behavior that I used to participate in, so every Easter, similarly, we would go to my great aunt's house, and there would be all this Easter chocolate, and Easter desserts, and all these appetizers, and big meals, and just anything centered around, like, a big occasion where, like, I could binge food that, like, I'm normally not allowed to have, like, I wanted to set myself up for that to the point where I thought I, again, quote unquote, deserved it, which meant that I would essentially and this was especially before Easter. So this is how manipulative my mind is to others and especially to myself. So in my head, I was like, okay, if I like don't eat it, if I don't eat anything for days before Easter, I can eat whatever I want at Easter and not feel bad about it. I can binge eat chocolate and anything else that I want, um, and may not even gain weight if I don't eat a few days before, and, like, I know how fucked up that sounds, and I know how fucked up it is that I was, like, I'll just starve for three days, like, that's fine, um, but, again, the end justified the means, so I was, like, if I don't gain weight, but I still get to eat all this food, like, that's a win, like, that's not unhealthy, like, that's a win, so I was, like, But if I don't eat anything for three days, like, my parents are definitely going to know. And they're going to see that, like, I'm not eating. And then they're going to get upset because that's not healthy. Like, I... All of this reasoning in my head, like, all of the things, like, oh, people are going to think that that's unhealthy. Because it is unhealthy. But in my head, like, that didn't stop me from wanting to do it. It was just something I had to get around to, like, justify what I was doing and to make myself feel good. So, um... My response to that for Easter specifically was like, okay, well, um, I can spin this to my parents in a way that makes it seem like I'm doing this for a noble cause and that I'm doing it safely. So my bright ass had the idea to say like, hey, mom and dad, like, I really want to emphasize the part of Easter that has to do with Jesus and you know, sacrifice, and, um, you know, he sacrificed himself for us, so, um, you know, I can sacrifice three days of eating to kind of get in that mindset and show that Easter's not about overindulgence. Easter is about sacrifice and understanding what it's like for others who may not have food and all this stuff. Like, I, it was so fucking manipulative. Like, I tried to frame this to my parents in a way that made it seem like I was doing this for noble reasons, and, like, as like a spiritual thing or religious thing and at this point honestly I wasn't even religious in high school like I grew up religious but I'd pretty much given up on it my freshman year but I was like oh this is a way that I can show them like yeah like I want to do this I need to do this for you know being a good person and like participating in something bigger than myself and so my my mom was like okay well I get that. She's like, but you can't not have anything, you know? So, like, my plan was, so we did Easter on Saturday, the day before actual Easter at my aunt's house. Um, So I was like, okay, like, I won't eat anything. The last part of Wednesday and Thursday, Friday, like, to me, that was like a ish three-day kind of thing. Um, That allowed me in my head to be like, oh, yeah, you can eat whatever you want on Saturday. But, like, enough for my parents to be like, okay, like, she'll probably be fine. Um, but, like, they made me, like, drink bone broth, like, which my mom says, oh, when people fast, like, for religious reasons, like, they drink bone broth, um, and, like, it gives you a little bit of nutrition so that you're not starving, but, like, you're still technically fasting, almost like if you were having surgery or something, and I was like, okay, like, cool, um, so... In my head, that was fine, because bone broth, I couldn't imagine, had very many calories, and I (laughs) double-checked, don't worry, it didn't. Um, And again, I don't, my parents did not know the extent of my bad eating behavior. They didn't know that I was doing all this as a manipulative thing. They were generally just trying to support me, and um, I was very good at selling it to them. So, I don't want anyone thinking that, like, they were bad parents or anyway like that. Like, I don't... That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to highlight the fact that my behavior and my eating disorder had so much control over me that, like, I was willing to lie and spin these details so that I could get what I wanted, which was ultimately not to gain weight, but binge the food that I wanted to binge. Um, so, that's what happened and it's awful not eating, like, my stomach hurt, I had no energy, um, it's, it just was really miserable, but then on Saturday, I would justify and be like, hell yeah, like, now I can eat five chocolate eggs instead of one, and I can eat three servings of cheesy potatoes instead of one you know what I mean it was just really really fucked up um and I did that for Easter for like three years while I was in high school and um you know I gave the same bullshit reason every time as to why I was doing it so it's just one of the examples of like how messed up my mind is when it comes to that and I have to say that like as I've gotten older, like, I have gotten better about identifying that behavior and, like, being more open about it to the point where, like, I have, like, now told my family, like, hey, like, this is what I think and this is what I do. And, like, I know it's wrong, but, like, this is my eating disorder. And um I've even told my husband that, which, like, he's ne- he's always known me as, like, a thin person and... He never knew me when I was, like, struggling with my weight. It I just always appeared, like, oh, you're thin, like, so you don't have a problem with that. But always on the outside, like, or on the inside, sorry. I would just be, like, especially when we were dating early on. Oh, my God. I didn't eat around him at all. Like, his family just thought I'd never ate. Because, number one, like, you're already nervous when you're dating someone new about eating in front of them. Because, like, oh, they can't see me eat. That's weird. Even though that's you know, everybody knows it's not true, um, so I ate very little in front of him. So he just thought that that was just, like, you know, me being, like, oh, like, you don't want to eat in front of me, because, like, we're dating, or whatever, but, um, as we, like, got to know each other more, like, I kind of opened up, and was, like, you know, sometimes I still think about, like, not eating this, because it will, like, if I look at a cheeseburger, it will make me fat, and, um, he just doesn't, get that as someone who's never had a weight problem or never thought about their weight um so I did open up about my eating disorder my eating behavior to my family and my husband and they're very supportive and they understand and they're very good at like making sure that they try to support good behaviors in me as much as they can cause like ultimately at the end of the day like I'm an adult and I'm still gonna do what I do but they try their best, and I try my best to make sure that I'm not, like, hurting myself. Um But, like, just as an example, like, a few years ago when I was in a different apartment, like, um, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, would, like, come and visit me, and his favorite ice cream was mint chocolate chips. Like, I always had mint chocolate chip ice cream in the freezer. But for me, because I'm a binge eater, but also a restrictor, I would have a really hard time having ice cream in my freezer because, like, I would just want to eat it. So, like, I would come home from work, have bites of it, and just not be able to stop. Get really frustrated on myself and not being able to stop eating it. So, I would, uh, you know, just pick out the chocolate chips and throw the rest away. Like, that is my solution and a solution I, I still go back to sometimes. Um, When I don't feel like I have control over what I'm eating, I will take a few bites and then I'll throw it away because I'm afraid that I won't be able to control myself um so like I did that a few years ago and he noticed it which is something I'm not used to like I picked out the chocolate chips and but I didn't throw it away because I was like oh I'm just gonna come back and um you know eat the rest of the ice cream like a few bites at a time it'll be fine And he noticed he's like why are all the chocolate chips picked out of here and that was kind of when like i had to kind of open up to him and like tell him because like it's really embarrassing and i'm not proud of it um but at that point like he kind of saw like okay this is kind of strange um maybe we should talk about this so um he supports me the best he can he still doesn't quite understand like the behavior because it's not something he's ever dealt with before so like But he'll recognize it and be like, well, why don't you just eat this? Like, you know, this isn't going to make you fat. In moderation, like, just eat one of these. And, um, I am getting better about it, but, um, another behavior that I used to do was, like, chewing up candy bars in my mouth just to have, like, the taste and the texture and then spitting them in the trash, um that was my way of like being like oh this is me having control like I'm not actually eating it I'm just getting the taste getting it out of my system and then um throwing the rest away and that's fine because I'm not hurting myself but I still get the taste so that's fine and really like I used to do it a lot especially in college like when you would get like Especially when you were in the dorm, I would get, like, gift packages from my parents or from family members. It's like, hey, like, I know you're a poor college kid who never gets any, like, homemade treats. Here's a fuck ton of chocolate and cookies and whatever. And I would eat a little bit of it, and then, like, I would be like, well, I can't have this in my dorm for weeks because I'll just eat it. So I would rip through an entire bag of, like, Kit kats or something by, like, opening it, chewing it, and spitting it out. I would do that through a whole bag of candy, um, it's just, it's really hard to get yourself out of that mindset, and especially when you're doing it, like, as I was unwrapping them, chewing it, and spitting it out, I was like, this is probably not something I should be doing, but once again, I was like, well, I'm not gonna gain any weight, and I still get to taste Kit Kats, so it's fine, um, when you have an eating disorder, when you have behavior that manifests like that, where you have several things at play, one being a control issue, you feel like you're out of control, so the best way you can control it is to do those things that are unhealthy for you. Um, Another thing at play is, you know, obviously you're never happy with where your body is at. So even though, like, I had gotten myself down to a pretty thin point, um, especially in college, I was, like, 100 pounds, um, and I was by no means underweight, because I'm only five feet tall, so, like, I'm a petite person, um, so, like, I was probably fine, like, I wasn't, like, malnourished or anything like that, but even though I had gotten there, like, I still told myself, like, you don't look good, you don't look good enough, like, you need to keep losing weight, or you need to, like, keep yourself in shape, so, like, you still can't have any of that, like, I never got to the point where I was, like, your body is beautiful, you've done such a good job, like, go ahead and have that candy bar. Like, go ahead and eat that Kit Kat and not just chew it and spit it out. I've never gotten to that point. I'm still not at that point. Um, I'm trying to work on my my mental attitude every day about my body and telling myself that it is perfect the way it is and that I don't need to work on it. But um, COVID has really... I imagine had an impact on people like me and others with eating disorders where you know a lot of motivation for looking good is other people um cuz like you're never satisfied with yourself so no matter what like you're never going to look at yourself and be like this is good enough like I look good I'm proud of this um especially like when you can't interact with anybody outside so like all you do is see yourself and there's nobody to like give you feedback um which is something that I personally, with an eating disorder, I thrive on feedback. Like, if somebody tells me, especially after doing all of that unhealthy behavior, that I look good, like, that just reinforces the bad behavior for me. Um, I don't want to call it bad behavior, I guess. Unhealthy behavior. Um So, like, feedback is my key and it's what I thrive on. So, like, when there's nobody around to, like, tell me, hey, all this stuff you're doing, all this unhealthy behavior you're participating in, like, it isn't for nothing. You look good. Like, that's something that really affects me, um, just because I'm never satisfied with myself and the way I look, and, you know, Russ, my husband, sees me every day, so in my mind, he's not, like, a reliable witness, so to speak, because, like, he doesn't notice the small changes in my body, um, so it really is only through social interaction that I get any sort of feedback about my body, um, and that's both for good and for bad, because like I said, when people tell me I look good, it justifies in my mind the unhealthy eating behavior, but also, if there's no one around to tell me I look good, like, I'm just gonna keep going, and be like, well, I obviously, you know, I haven't heard anybody tell me I look good lately, so I must look like shit, and I need to keep going, so it's this horrible cycle where, um, you're You're kind of caught in this place where you don't have the validation for anyone else to tell you that, like, all of your unhealthy behavior, um, is for something. Like, at least, like, you know, I may not have eaten that full candy bar, but I might look good. Um, this probably doesn't make any sense to people who don't have eating disorders because it's just the logic. I shouldn't call it logic because it's not logic. It's just the pattern of... Positive feedback with you know people saying stuff about how you look versus how you act in private versus how you act in public and it's just it's a constant cycle um especially since like you're not going to gyms or at least you shouldn't be going to gyms right now because of covid um you're not really doing a lot of exercise, especially now that it's winter and it gets dark at like five o'clock. So, like, really you're limited to, like, your house, and you're not seeing anybody, so it really just makes it that much more difficult to stay motivated, um, to do the healthy behaviors that help you and your body, like, look good, like, it's really hard for me to find motivation to work out, even though I get off of work at 3 o'clock, and, um, I have the time it's incredibly hard for me to find that motivation to work out right now um and I really just want to let anybody who's listening know that eating disorder behavior is very complicated and it's very fragile and COVID has made that just really really hard to cope with I think um because we're not coping very well as it is, because we're not seeing anybody, we're depressed, Um, this year has just absolutely sucked ass, so it's hard to be happy, and when you're not happy, it's really easy to fall into more unhealthy eating behaviors, so really, I just wanted to hop on here and say that I feel for you, Um, I experience it, Um, maybe not in a degree that's the same as you, um, or better or worse, or anything like that, just That is just my experience, and um, I'm working every day to try and make myself better in my mental patterns and the way I feel about myself, and um, it's an ongoing process that I try to to work on all the time. So, um, if you are struggling, um, I am here for you, Um, and I would just ask that, you know, Hopefully, once this is all over, it gets a little better, um, and just hang in there. So, that's really why I wanted to hop on here today, um, yeah, it was really kind of great getting that out there, um, I'll talk to you guys soon.